In the hustle and bustle of everyday life, it's easy to forget that you are not one, but two. There's the character you play that has to go to work, pay your bills, and deal with the everyday nuisances of life. But then there's the you behind your eyes, the one that is having the thoughts and commanding the character. If you pause right now and think, I'm going to move my arm, and then proceed to move your arm, it's a simple highlight of this idea. There's the you that had the thought and made the command, and the you that actually moved your arm in three-dimensional space. Another often used example is the classic angel and devil on each shoulder trying to pull the character towards a certain set of actions. The angel and the devil are of that other you, and the character is the you that you probably identify with. That other you can be given many names depending on your beliefs, religions, ideas, and upbringing. The soul, God, the universe, consciousness, and on and on. Many fights have been fought over the identity of this other you and the origins of it. I'm not interested in those debates, to each their own. But the idea itself and its understanding is very important to me as it should be to you. This is important to understand because most of us live from a reactive state in the role of the character, being pushed around by life and drifting on a path that probably isn't chosen by us. Waking up and jumping through hoops that we didn't set up just to look forward to the evening or the weekend to escape our own existence only to repeat it the next week. And on it goes for years with intermittent moments of escape until you have the privilege of retiring at 65 with your best years and health behind you. Hopefully you have enough money to survive and exist until your heart stops and it's a wrap. That's the existence of most people with soulless eyes working to exist then spending whatever freedom they do have escaping that existence. This is the result of living through that character and never getting in touch with the other. This was my existence for the first 26 years of my life too. Go to school, memorize irrelevant garbage, to impress a teacher or professor that I didn't want to be like, to get into a good university, to further study something I didn't care about. Repeat this very expensive process there to get impressive arbitrary numbers to get into a good medical school. Pay exponentially more money there to be taught information easily available for free on YouTube. Jump through the hoops they tell you to jump through or else. Match to a good residency, become a good doctor. Operate the conveyor belt of patients by prescribing medications for mostly preventable conditions. Be respected by others for doing it all. That was the script laid out for me and I did a damn good job of following it. My character was impressive and successful. But then why did I feel like an empty shell of myself? I did what I was supposed to do. The clouds should have parted by now, no? It was because I never took the time to listen to that other me. It was always present, trying to clue me into what I actually should be doing and what my role was in this grand play of life. It spoke to me in nothingness. When I meditated, in the shower, a long embracing hug with a family member, in the middle of a deep belly laugh with a friend, on a long aimless drive in perfect weather with a slight breeze, standing atop a mountain in Banff, Alberta drinking tea. These moments of absolute presence and bliss is when the other speaks usually through intuition. It guides you towards genuine interests and curiosities. It clues you towards what you should be doing and building ever so gently but never directly. There's a reason you feel off when you try to force something that is not for you. There's a reason you feel in flow and unstoppable when you are on your rightful path. It is all the guidance of the other. 
when I was forcing myself to become a forex trader for quick money, when I was forcing myself to become a surgeon for the title and status, when I tried to force a relationship to work, there was an ever-present discomfort lingering beneath the surface of the mask I put on that I tried to ignore. When I sit down to write and organize my thoughts in these public journal entries, there's a sense of flow and my hands move seemingly on their own. I don't need Pomodoro techniques. I don't need a perfect morning routine or a motivational video to get me to sit down and do this work. This is when I listen to that other me and live from that higher self. In my particular set of beliefs, I believe that other me is my conscience connected to God. I believe there's a role for all of us to play on the stage of life and it was decided long ago. I'm not here to build myself into something I'm not. I'm here to find who I already am. I'm the marble and my actions sculpt and reveal the person God put me here to be. When I'm on my right path, I feel it in my intuition. When I'm doing wrong, I feel it in my intuition. It doesn't matter if you agree with me about this part or not. You can call it whatever you want and interchange the terms to fit your narrative. But I think we can all agree that there is another you and you're not just flesh and bones. It's important to get in touch with this other self, be it through meditation or any experiences that involve presence and bliss. The more you practice, the better the connection becomes. When it comes to deciding how you want to spend your limited time in this existence, you should consult the second self much more than you do now. Much of our decisions come from society, which is just another collection of a bunch of people who are likely also not listening to their higher selves. We do what they decide is good and valuable without ever considering our role. In many cases, this is a good thing. You don't want to be thinking about everything all the time. You need structure to keep you sane. You need stop signs and traffic lights to avoid chaos. But beyond foundational structure that keeps society stable, every decision made beyond that point should be thought about consciously. Listen to people you respect and have done what you want to do. Examine the people that have what you want and determine what got them there. But above all else, live in accordance with the bigger picture plan of your life that should come from your higher self. Guide your character through identification with your higher self instead of existing as the lone character. Be mindful and deliberate in every area of your life in consultation with this higher self. Aim for the greatest good in each area. This aim is what gives you meaning and purpose for everything that you do and every action you take. Instead of drifting through, jumping through hoops that weren't put up by you, take engaged action that you are deliberately taking with an end in mind. In consultation with my higher self, I wanted to build a life around creation, building, and autonomy over my time and activities. I wanted full freedom and ability to do what I want with my time. I wanted to provide value and advance consciousness in my own way using the abilities and experiences I have and be paid handsomely for it. None of the above were possible through the path that my character self was mindlessly on. I talked about what truly woke me up and caused me to live in line with my higher self in another post, and I'll link it below. It took 26 years, but boy am I glad that I live from this other self now. I encourage you to do the same, one step at a time. Meditation is a great way to introduce yourself to your second self, but more on that soon. Be sure to check the description for our newsletter and whatever else we have going on, and I'll see you next time.